Welcome to the Ralph Moore Podcast. Gain a leadership advantage as Ralph holds wisdom from his bag of over 50 years experience in planting and leading multiplying churches. Our goal is to help you live as a leader you'd want to follow. You'll learn about making disciples and planting churches, but beyond that, you'll gain practical wisdom about subjects like how to manage your team, handling difficult people, pulling a congregation off a growth plateau, and even money management. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm getting a chance to interview Jarell Flowers, who is the director of something called RISE, uh, which is a pretty exciting thing. It's, it's, it's small gatherings, micro churches, if you would, of artists and musicians, and this thing is really getting some momentum and something we really need to pay attention to because one of the problems in America is that churches tend to look like middle-class white groupings or middle-class black groupings, and we're missing out on all these little subsets of society, and I'm excited whenever I meet somebody that's doing something like this. So, Gerald, just introduce yourself and, and, and talk to to us about you know what you do and give us a little bit of your own personal background in the mix. Yeah, yeah. So, man, Ralph, first, thanks for having me uh, on the podcast, man. I'm excited about it. Uh, when we we're going through our uh, exponential cohort, man, um, and your name and face kept showing up, and we we're just so encouraged by what you're doing, man. Your uh, spiritual legacy is uh, it's goals, no lie. So. <laughs> Uh, so we're we're uh, excited, you know. We're excited about that, man. Um, I'm excited to be on here. So, little backstory about me, man. I'm actually a preacher's kid, you know. Um, I, my family has been in ministry for as long as I can remember. Um, they met in uh, Germany, and so I was actually born in Germany, uh, overseas, and moved here to San Antonio, Texas, which is where I reside now, um, for. Uh, when I was around two, two years old. And so that's what they tell me. I don't remember that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, man. So I just, I just grew up in, grew up in the church and, and everything. I always had a love for, uh, for art. Um, you know, I was doodling and sketching, you know, as a, as a child, man, and um, picked up this love for music specifically. Um, and then, it kind of grew from music to like different genres of music. I love mixing genres and just making hybrids of new things and and, and that kind of stuff. And so um, I eventually discovered hip hop as a, as a PK. Um, you could probably imagine that um, I didn't think that hip hop was a good thing, <laughs> uh, that it that it could be a good thing, um, but. Um, yeah, I eventually discovered uh, people who were born again believers, man, doing it for the Lord. And so I ended up writing my own stuff, ended up doing hip hop, spoken word. Fast forward, I started a, a, a group. It was a rap group uh, here in San Antonio. Um, ended up sort of breaking away from that, doing doing my own thing. And kind of how we started Rise, man, was that I was, I was doing... You know, I was doing a lot of touring, a lot of all that kind of stuff, but I was also on staff at my dad's church. And so I was overseeing the worship arts, uh, children's ministry, um, youth ministry, uh, all that kind of stuff. And so I just got to a place um, as a creative 
Uh, and I had come off like a, a big tour. It was like a, a huge tour. And so I was back in the, in the setting of, okay, let's get all this, this church work done and everything. And I just, man, Ralph, I just got so like, with all the pressure of ministry and still trying to make the music thing go, um, I hit a really dark spot, man. And so I ended up uh, going through just a really dark phase, man. I had some uh, suicidal thoughts, man, was just, you know, just entering my mind. And I was trying to, in a way where I hadn't experienced it before, you know? Um, so that kind of got me thinking if other creatives were kind of going through that because of the lack of community. Um, see, when I was going through that that phase, I didn't feel like I had anybody to reach out to. Nobody on the, on the staff, um, nobody, you know, my friends around me because they all sort of looked up to me for what I was doing and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't really feel like I had anybody to pour my heart out to. But when I look at the scriptures, I'm like, man, you know, Paul says, uh, you know, I'm going to go encourage you, but I want to be mutually encouraged by you. And so it's, so there's this, there's this need uh, for community. Um, it's not just a, I guess, just a good idea, right? Like it's a, it's a real. Let me interrupt you here for a second. Um, I, you know, I've been on your, your blog site and I saw some of the stuff that you've written and it, and it, gosh, it's like reading the Psalms almost it, 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 and it's reflective of what you've gone through. And, you know, I, I'm of the opinion that oftentimes it's in that dark valley where the Lord wants to move us into something new. But I, I can remember um, isolation as a pastor. You know, everything's going good. Staff's all happy. Everybody, you know. But you're you're in this kind of unique spot where you kind of end up all alone. You feel, you know, you're alone in a crowd always. And I could I go back to uh, when I was very young. I, I was involved with youth work and all that. And, and so we'd go to these camps. And I would always run the fun night, which was... I mean, we did stupid things. We made an electric chair. We took a, a this, the ignition coil out of a Model T Ford and uh, <laughs> hooked it up to a battery, <clears throat> and then we put somebody, you know, on it on the chair. If they if they if they failed at a game or something, they sit on the chair. And I got the little button, and and you know, and then you ask them, you know, who in this room? Let's just get serious for a minute. Who in this room is? you know, got real sexual problems or something like that. And then you hit the buzzer and the kid jumps out of the chair and, you know, and everybody laughs and <laughs> big fun deal. Right. At the end of every one of those, I did it for about six years at the end of every one of those, I would have the most depressing night of my life. And it's like, you got this, this kind of an adrenaline high. And, and, and so in, in something as stupid as the fun night or as wholesome as a, you know, a, a meeting where you've been in the word and people's lives are changed. And then you go back to your room and you're all, all by yourself. And it's a, it's a hurting thing. And uh, so I just want to reinforce what to, to people who are listening to this, you may be going through the same kinds of things that Jarrell is talking about. And for one thing, before we get done with this, we're going to give you access to his websites and stuff. Uh, you, you need to look at some of the stuff he's written and uh, but anyway, sorry for the long interruption here. I, but I, want, I want you to dive deeper because I really, really think this is a huge issue for a lot of people. And a lot of people aren't talking about it. They just suck it up. Yeah, that's 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 powerful, man. I mean, I, 
So I dealt with that on the on the pastoral side, like you were talking about. Um, and then I think one twist that was kind of interesting was that me being a creative also, like me going and diving deep into my work and trying to pull out songs from my soul and all that kind of stuff. That, if if I'm not careful, that alone can be a very isolating process too. So you've got all, you've got kind of the pastoral side and then the artist side and both of those things are, um, you know, just play a role in the enemy seeking to isolate, you know, and, and, and that sort of thing. So I'm glad that you said that, man. My, my wife told me a long time ago, I didn't, I didn't even really think about it uh, because I, I was going through the same exact thing that you were talking about, having these, having these great, like uh, awesome mountaintop experiences and then coming down and uh, it's like Elijah, right? He's he's got these. He's, he he fights off the uh, the prophets of Baal, and then the next thing he's like, you know, pleading to God for his life, and you know that kind of thing. And it feels like it, it felt like that. And my wife just sort of pointed it out to me. It was like, hey, do you you noticing that like right after these mountaintop experiences, you're going into these valleys. Um, and so we had just had a great talk about soul care and finding my identity in, in Jesus and not in my work and and all of that kind of stuff, man. So um, powerful, powerful stuff, man, that you're talking so about. So this is, um, in, you know, we, we see it in the church, but we see it more in, in, in the secular realm where um, people in the church often turn to alcohol to self-medicate. Uh, people outside, I mean, the whole rock star syndrome, uh, drugs, alcohol, misbehavior, it, it, it all really comes from something that is an emptiness in our soul. And I think that one of the problems is that we're called to empty out our soul. And, you know, in, in, in serving the Lord, we, we lay down our life for those people that we want to serve. And so as we're giving whatever God has given to us, there, there needs to be a time of refreshing. And, and again, I think it needs to be mutual. I think that's what the church is all about. I, I think the church is more about relationship than it is about events anyway. But, um, you know, where have you personally found solace? Well, I mean, one of the big things, uh, really was the community. So when I, when I, um, ended up hitting that that space, I started asking myself if other creatives were kind of going through the same situation. I knew other pastors were. There was a pastors, uh, a youth pastors network here in San Antonio. And so I knew that that um, I could go, um, you know, it felt weird because there wasn't really like a lot of tight knit relationships, but at least there was a group, right, of people who were kind of going through the same thing. And so, um, so, but with artists, I really didn't see that. So I ended up, my wife and I, we ended up just bringing people over to our house, man. It was uh, like, like three or four friends and we brought them over to the house and we're just sharing, you know, some of the same stuff um, that I'm sharing with you now. And um, we're just like, man, this is really, this is really cool. Like, like it's needed, you know, and I felt this, this, this weight released. I felt sort of a breath of fresh air from people who understood me as a, as a, Christian and as a creative. And so I was like, okay, let's, let's um, kind of cast this net and see how many other people are feeling this way and who would respond to it. So 
we put a site up on um, on a on a site that we own called Freedom Music Group, um, and we put that up and we said, hey, if anybody's out there, you're creative, and um, you know you you need community, um, hit us up. And so they, you know, within the first week, we had a hundred people respond on that, and then um, now there's now there's a little over. 200 people that have responded to that call of saying, man, I really need relationship. I really need community. And so when, so we ended up doing stuff, man, we ended up having like these barbecues and house concerts and stuff like that, man. And that, those things were, they were great. Um, but for me, it was just a time to, it was a time to, to just say, man, let's gather together at the table. Let's fellowship, let's break bread and um and just share share hearts with one another you know so that i mean to to your question man that's really been um something that's that's really helped uh, obviously like prayer time and and all that kind of stuff but um it's something different when you feel the synergy of the body of christ yeah. and we're all going in the same direction we're all about the same we're all about the same mission same goal um the Lord just set up the body like that to to heal itself and um and to take care of itself. And so I've that's for me that's been a, a huge a huge piece. So this thing has um kind of outgrown you in a sense. Uh talk about that. It's 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 not it's not just local to San Antonio San Antonio. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So our so so there's a lot of most of the people that are that are active in our group are you know, are here in San Antonio, but people who, re, who, re, who have responded to that, um, you know, they're from different parts of the country, you know? And so, yeah, I felt like it outgrew me the first week when people started responding. <laughs> I was like, man, uh, you know, because I, I really do care about people. So when, when you get a hundred people that are responding to this, I'm like, okay, how am I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to pastor a hundred people, you know? And so we started uh, I, now, obviously everybody who responded to, to that call, they, they didn't show up in person. Some of them were out of town and then some of them were just, you know, some of them were just, they, they raised their hand, but they never showed up, you know? So, um, so it's, so, but when we started meeting, like we uh, pretty consistently had 60 to 70 people um, in our home doing house concerts and barbecues and just fellowship and that kind of stuff. And so we were doing monthly hangouts, man. And I think our, along the way, I started letting it get more to uh, focused on events. It's focused on putting on an event rather than the core of, of um, making disciples. Right. So I, so it was just like, oh man, there's another 60 people here this month. It was a monthly thing that we we're doing this. And so, um, you know, sometimes they would fit in our home and sometimes they wouldn't, you know? And so it's just like one of those things where it's just like, okay, what do we, what do we do? Um, and so it really did become more of an event thing. And so when COVID ended up happening, it was really, sort of a reset for us it was a reset for me to say okay now the event thing is done uh my call to still make disciples is, is hasn't changed so what does that look like for rise 
Um, so we really did start investing into into people doing um, discipleship groups and doing that kind of stuff on Zoom. And the, the whole since we've done that, um, people have been wanting to step up and actually lead. Um, you know, they they've been wanting to be equipped to do what God has called them to do. And so, fast forward, man. Now um, there are about four. There's four groups. Uh, four solid groups that we have that are, you know, they're out doing what God's called them to do. One of them is, is a, it's called against all odds. And what they do is they try to create a better relationship between the San Antonio police department and the community, specifically apartment complex communities. And so it's an artist led initiative, but it's not necessarily, uh, you know, it's not necessarily all about art. This art, this this artist um, has a has a burden on his heart to do this, you know, to help bridge the gap between the police department and the community. And so he's naturally going to add art in there. We do have DJs, we have rappers, and all that kind of stuff to show up at the events. But he himself, his name's Emery. Uh, Emery has a heart really for reconciliation. So it's not it's not art he doesn't have a heart for the arts he's an artist who has a heart for reconciliation and so and so we're so just trying to trying to figure out some of that stuff with him um has been fun there's a there's a house church as well that's that's starting up um there's a group of worship leaders a group of producers um and then we've got some other ones in the pipeline coming through so so for me our cohort that we went through was so timely because um, it really helped me to refocus to say, okay, you you reach the 12. If you invest in the 12, you reach the masses, right? Um, but if you, you know, if you try to invest in the masses, like for me, I was trying to invest in masses for me at that time was 60, 60 to 70 people. And so if I try to invest in all of those, I don't really, I don't really reach anybody. You know, somebody gets left unequipped, somebody gets left left out. You know, so that's what it really looks like for us. Rise is really an umbrella now for artist-led initiatives um, and artist-led communities. And so they are really micro churches. They are, they have their own, you know, they have their own, um, their own like board and all, all of that kind of stuff. They're doing their, they're doing their thing. And, and I'm just pulling them in as a co as a group and just coaching them along the way. And we're all sort of saying, Hey, what's, what's working in your group? How are we being faithful to the commands of Jesus? Um, how are we, how are we discipling people as a lifestyle? So that's, that's kind of where we are now, man. So it sounds to me, I mean, just taking off of Emory and what you said about him and reconciliation that you guys have, at least in some of the groups, you've got the missional piece in place. Yeah, you know, absolutely. One of one of my friends, Brian Sanders, says that that we we got to have three things in order to call it a church, and this would actually disqualify some very large churches. We got to have community, which often is missing in big churches. We got to have a worship as a lifestyle rather than we sing a few songs and call it worship, and then we got to have mission. And what I see a lot of times in um, in gatherings of people who are gathered around a common interest or common need is that they'll have the, the, the community and they'll have the worship piece down, 
but then they don't have the missional part in. And, uh, and, and then <clears throat> that really becomes self-destructive in time, not necessarily destructive to the individuals, but destructive to the group because uh, it, it just ends up in boredom if you don't have something else to live for beside yourself. Um, talk to that a little bit. Yeah. So, so one of one of the things that we um, that we learned in the in the cohort was, and I think it was the the while we were in Kansas City, but one of the guys said that he said we plant we pl you know we don't plant churches we plant the gospel and churches emerge from that, and that for me was like a it brought so much clarity because um, our mission. Uh, necessitates a a community right so like we have to have community because of because of the mission that the lord's given us um and as an artist you know i, I don't want to just um uh, i guess limit this to artists but i think i think this is kind of a general um atmosphere general idea overall is that th there's people out here who want to change the world like the whole world and so you have like little you know, because of social media and the world feeling so small, you really feel like you as one person can change the entire world if you just work hard enough. And if you just, you know, like, so, so, but once you actually get into that and you get into um, birthing a movement that the Lord's really put on your heart, you, you're like, for me, I realized, oh, this is going to take more than me and me and my wife, like, huh. It's gonna, you know, like if I if I really want to be faithful to to um, really equipping the saints for the work of ministry, um, like me and myself, I don't even have all of the gifts to 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 produce a well-rounded disciple of of Jesus. So so it's like um, community uh, because of that mission. If you follow that mission long enough, you know you you realize that the, that the community is a necessity. On the flip side of that, I have been to, to communities uh, and we've, we all have, right? We've been to the community groups where we're just, um, they're small versions of, you know, you kind of regurgitate what the pastors said during the day, you know, during Sunday. And it's like, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about that a little bit more and let's sing some songs and, and the boredom, the boredom hits about probably the second or third one where you're just like oh this is this is it because god's put god's put eternity in our hearts right he's put eternity in our hearts so we we want to matter <laughs> in the long run and um and so so yeah man i for us what that looks like is we don't start a community unless there's unless there's a mission uh in view already so uh I'll take the, the producer group, for example. Um, they, we started on Instagram with that. So we started saying, hey, uh, you know, cast a net to producers and we're like, hey, send in your tracks. We really wanna um, showcase your tracks, right? So we ended up getting this producer group on Instagram and out of that, a guy emerged after, the, after that project was over. He was like, man, I really wanna get this going. I, I wouldn't wanna keep this going it was called producer spotlight. I really want to keep producer spotlight going because uh, he started sharing his heart for producers. And he was like, man, what's going on in, in the city? It seems like things are just so divided. Um, people don't have access to grow in their craft. 
um, and they feel alone. And I'm like, man, that's that's the mission. What you're talking about is the mission right there. So let's get a group of people around that. And I feel like that's um, what Jesus did, man. You know, he gave us he gave us the great commission. For, first, he showed us how to live kingdom lifestyle. He gave us the great commission. And now the mission of God has a church. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmoore.net.